This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. First things first, are the Boston Celtics a lock for the finals after taking a 3-2 lead in the East? We will discuss. Jason Kidd, oh so optimistic about his chances. Here with the Mavs, I have to be. say about the Dubs defense. Oh, and the Brooklyn Nets appear to be a little shaky on Kyrie's future with the team. Good Thursday morning, everyone. Welcome to First Things First. Jenna Wolf, Roussard, Kevin Wilds, and Nick Wright. Nick, if only somebody saw this coming. Problems with Kyrie. If oh. only somebody said, guys, I mean, if only. It's true, Jenna. You, buddy. You know the only solution. Reunited, and it feels so good. Russ and KD, oh, Kyrie and LeBron. Everybody <laughs> oh, come on home. Oh, everybody <laughs> come on home. Finish the way you start, right? All right, we'll get to that. We've got to start right here. Celtics and Heat game five in what's been a roller coaster of an Eastern Conference Finals. This one was tight, though, in the first half and a rough first half from Boston. Ten turnovers. Came out in the second half like a totally different team. Jalen Brown, who was just awful in the first half, finally found a shot. Scored 25 on the night. Jason Tatum gave you 22. And that Celtics defense, man, they look good last night. Holding Jimmy Butler to 13 points. What is going on with Jimmy? Celtics win. They take a 3-2 series lead. Heading into game six on Friday night. Nick, you picked Heat and seven. How confident are you in that prediction right now? Jenna, this show is based on many things, but none bigger than pick integrity, take integrity. We don't waffle, we don't flip-flop. Well, by we, I mean Brew and I don't. Wilds is, you know, the most notorious flip-flopper <laughs> since some politicians of the 90s. But I'm true um, to that. <laughs> And so, that is true. And you asked me how confident I am in Heat in seven. In order for the Heat to win in seven, by definition, they must lose three games. Okay. But I'm here to tell you, Jenna, I'm not that confident. I'm here to tell you, (laughs) the Miami Heat seem to have broken. (laughs) I'm here to tell you, I watched yesterday's game, and I didn't feel good about it. And you mentioned what happened to Jimmy Butler. Uh, I don't know. I know he's hurt, but I don't think the injury was amputation. And short of amputation, I'm not certain how we can justify or explain these splits. First 13 games of the playoffs, Jimmy Butler banging down the door of club superstar. Last three games, Jimmy Butler being asked to take out the garbage from club superstar because he's been added to the custodial staff and nothing more. Oh, but at least the Heat backcourt will pick him up. Let's see how they've done. The last two games. Oh, boy. One for 28. One for 28. (laughs) That means you have made one fewer shot than them on 28 fewer attempts. So speaking Mm, of missed mm, shots, mm, mm, I'm going to take one here, bro. Bro. (laughs) 
<laughs> you got any olive branches, my man? You got, there we go. You got anything you want to extend me? Because this is looking rough. Uh, heat culture cannot oh. overcome what has happened here. And I, I, I'm, I, I'm floundering a bit, so I'm not confident. <laughs> and if you were to, I'm just saying, if you were to extend an olive branch, I might take it. So, yeah, not great. It's not great, bro. All right. You, you, you've put me in a tough spot, Nick Wright. You know I'm a Christian man. You know yeah. I'm a kind man. Yeah. But no! No! <laughs> I cannot it. do it. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I can't do it, Nick Wright. I cannot. Here, here's what I can do. Here's what Let's I can do, though. This will, this will probably soothe, soothe the wounds a little bit. The greatest among us are wrong on occasion. I was wrong about Brooklyn, even though you admitted earlier in the week that was probably the closest sweep in NBA history. Uh, You said (laughs) your words, not mine. Um, I was wrong about Phoenix. I mean, I had them beating everybody, right? Rucker League, you know, NBA, Euro League, everybody they'd win, you know, and obviously they, they were out. But I got to admit, I mean, since then, man, your boy's been on a roll of epic proportions. Because I did say, I, I got to admit, I mean, since then, you talk about regrouping? My goodness. I'm like too serious. proportions. But hey, I, I, I got that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeling good. But I told you it would be six. It's going to be six because Boston is the better five. team. <laughs> Boston is the better team, and I think you see that, Nick. But even if if you don't, for those out there that think, oh, it's not, they're not necessarily the better team, they're, them being the more healthier team, right, the healthier team at least, gives them the advantage mm-hmm. in this series. I mean, you brought up the stats. God bless Kyle Lowry uh, playing through that hamstring injury, but yesterday he went 25 scoreless minutes, right? That means he he really great. didn't achieve anything more than we did sitting on the couch watching in 25 minutes of action. All right. And, and here's what's happening, Wilds. They the heat are facing another level. We talked about there's levels to this and you go and play Atlanta, which is a horrible defensive team, one of the worst in the league. It's easy. You go and play Philadelphia with which without Joel Embiid, or at least a hindered Joel Embiid playing, they're mediocre defensively. And now you step up to this? I mean, this isn't just a good defensive team by today's standards. They're a terrific, hard-nosed, tough defensive team. And so I think over the course of this series, Wilds, the Heat have just been worn down. And then you throw in the fact Jimmy Butler, he won't admit it to his credit, but the knees got to be bothering him. Tyler Hero's He's out. They just can't score. They've averaged 81 points a game in the last two games. They can't score. And so, yeah, it's over. I'm glad, Nick. It's, it, it's odd seeing a humbled Nick Wright on this show, but I got to admit. It's refreshing I like it. sometimes. I like it. Yeah. Here's yes. the thing. Yeah. Nick, you, we you, all can, like oh, it. you can play the injury card. 
That's the one get out of jail free card that every prediction is allowed to use. And the fact that Tyler Hero's gone and Kyrie, uh, Kyrie, Kyle Lowry has made five shots the entire series and Jimmy's not himself. You could have played the injury card. So, but the Celtics are going to go to their 22nd final on Friday. They're going to win three in a row and they're headed to the finals. But the larger question is this, just to stick with this series, because I do think injuries is the major issue. Nick, do you think that the schedule of the one day on, one day off, one day on, one day off is too taxing for this series and is kind of showing up and giving us really bad basketball, a bunch of blowouts, and we're seeing what is supposed to be the penultimate, you know, championship of the East now just being sort of a, yeah. a basic squid game. Like, yeah, you know, if you're standing by the end of the game, that's basically a win. So do I think Adam Silver should try yeah, to I don't look think at it's ideal. adding some more rest days in here. But go ahead. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think it's ideal, and I think they should look to that. I know, again, the schedules feel like they've been a little screwed up over the last few years thanks to the pandemic. And then they add the play-in tournament which gives you rest before the playoffs, but because they want the finals in those first couple weeks of June, it condenses this part of the playoffs. I, I think there are ways to look at it, particularly, you know, an extra day between uh, games four and five and five and six and six and seven, at least, yep. when you have those th- those travel days. Right. I think that would make sense. I, I also do th- I also do think that the Heat, what they're dealing with, if they had gotten an extra 24 hours, I don't know how much it changes things. Lowry needed an extra couple weeks. Tyler Hero, yeah. you know, is missing games entirely. You know, Tyler Hero got the extra rest and wasn't available for game four or wasn't available for game five after missing game four. And Jimmy is broken. Like those numbers are, I almost glossed through them. I, and I'm not using it as an excuse, but I do think it is something of an explanation. I mean, Jimmy Butler going from the guy who had been arguably you on. I wouldn't have made this argument, but one could have made the argument as of a week ago who had been the best player in the playoffs all around. If someone would have said Jimmy Butler, it wouldn't have been ridiculous. Nine points per game since then. Twenty five percent shooting and getting to the free throw line twice per game. Yeah, I mean, he's not he's not right. What I will say in regards to that rest factor, Brew, I know you picked Celtics in six all along. Wilds is, I think, all was with you with all along. I think it's actually critically important Boston does win Friday. Not because they can't win in seven. It obviously is hard to win a road game seven. But because they had seven against Milwaukee and the NBA Finals are starting June 2nd no matter what. I think the extra time off for them could be super useful. Tatum keeps grabbing the shoulder. We know Marcus Smart's ding. Yep. So I actually think it's really important that they close it out Friday if they're going to close it out. I actually totally agree with that, Nick, because look, to Wilds' point, I'm with you guys on spreading this series out. That game was not good last night. It was close, at least, you know, for most, you know, up until the fourth quarter. It was close. And that made it, wow, this is unique, a close game for the most part. But the basketball was bad. It was bad. I mean, Boston didn't play that well. It was just an ugly game. And I agree, Nick. Like, Boston, I think, is worn down. I I talked about the Miami Heat being worn down. 
Boston is too, because they have had, even again, and I joked about it earlier, but the Brooklyn series still was tough. I mean, those were four close games. Obviously, you got talent on Brooklyn's side. So they have had three really hard series, and now they need a break before they get to Golden State. So, yeah, I'm with you. They need to close this thing out. It was a close game. It was a frustrating game to watch. A lot of bad basketball. Uh, and they can do that closing out perhaps tomorrow night at home. But we got to head out west. Wait till you hear what Jason Kidd had to say about the Warriors' defense. Back after this. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On Saturday, it's the USFL primetime showdown. You got the New Orleans Breakers. You got the Michigan Panthers kickoff there, 9 Eastern on FS1. Then on Sunday, the league-leading Birmingham Stallions take on the Pittsburgh Maulers, 2 Eastern. Only on Fox. Great weekend of USFL action, but we got to get back to the NBA. Talking Western Conference Finals, Mavs still alive in this series after the Game 4 win Tuesday night. And while we've heard it all week, no team down 3-0, yada, yada, yada. There have been teams that have come back from down down 3-1. Right, Nick? That's right, right, Jenna. That's right, Jenna. Yes. Thank you. I beat you to it. The satellite delay made it look like you beat me. I won. Nick, our most glass-half-full guy when it comes to Dallas this year. Oh, wait, Nick and Jason Kidd, take a listen. The biggest compliment we've gotten is that they got to play zone because they can't play us one-on-one. Right. And so that's I, this is a championship DNA team. And they're, they're giving you a compliment that they can't guard you. It's pretty cool. Right. I kid you not, Chris Broussard was laughing throughout that soundbite. Literally uh, laugh. Broussard, yeah. what do you make of kids' comments? Why are you laughing? Okay, first I have to say this, Jenna. The 3-0 lead thing, it's not uh, its not yada, yada, yada. It's not irrelevant, not something just you throw away. It, it happens to be a fact. 
uh, with a huge sample size. Remember that, Nick. Um, okay. yada, but yada, Jason Kidd. Let's get to this. I love yeah. the great Jason Kidd. And one thing we know about him is he is not above gamesmanship. All right, let's go back to 2013 when he was coaching the Nets, all right? And he tells, if we can see, he actually tells Tyshawn Taylor, hit me, look, hit me. Hit me. They need. They had no yeah. timeouts left. He needed his players yeah. to get set up on the court so they could get a last shot that against the blood. Lakers. They did actually get a good look. Paul Pierce just missed it to lose that game. And then That's even so Nick, good. as a player, let's go back to when he played in Dallas late in his career, point yeah. guard with Dirk Nowitzki. He, he runs the into Mike Woodson. Woodson's close yeah, to the court, not on too. the court. He run. Look at that. He runs into him. Yeah. And admit it later, uh, hey, I, we were down. I needed something to change the momentum. Dirk Nowitzki told yeah. me, man, man, you're crazy. So good. And he's crazy yeah. like a fox, Nick. And what he is doing yeah. is the same thing. Fox. Look, Golden State built this 3-0 lead in large part, not totally, but in large part because of their zone defense, boxing one. They've thrown a That's lot right. of looks at the Mavericks, all right? And in game four, the Mavericks made a nice adjustment to get open threes. Then the Warriors adjusted in the second half, and really the second unit or third unit, whatever you want to call it, that was playing the fourth quarter. They came in and executed the new adjustments to a T, and they cut a 30 or 29-point lead to eight. To eight. All right, and Dallas, which had shot... Yeah, you know, 19 of like 30, 36 or something crazy from the three-point line mm-hmm. in the first three quarters went one of seven in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so kids saw that, like, I don't know if we have another adjustment. So let me play the gamesmanship card, which has been so good to me in the past. Yeah. And that's what he did. He's trying to appeal to the egos, well, Nick, of Draymond, of Andrew Wiggins. Oh, yeah. And all these guys to say, hey, they can't guard Draymond. He's saying I'm the best defender ever. They saying I can't guard him. Coach, forget the zone. Let's go play man. Exactly. Exactly. But I think think he might even convince you or I might help him. Kevon Looney, you're looking for a big contract. Don't get that playing zone defense. You get that man-to-man shutting people down. Andrew Wiggins, you're looking for a big contract. So this would be a great two-way stopper. How are you going to show that? In a zone defense, the back shell of a zone. Give me a break. Draymond, you're supposed to be the greatest defender ever. Take on the challenge. Clay Thompson, folks are saying you can't guard the way you used to. Take on the challenge. That's what I would say to the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> but I have something far more important to say to Chris Broussard. Brew, I just want to make sure things haven't changed in the last 24 hours. You believe this series is over. Dallas is drawing dead. The Warriors are going to the finals. Okay. Well, then, doesn't it behoove them to practice what they're going to need in the finals? That zone defense isn't going to work against uh, a cell. No, the series is over. It's over, guys. You, Wilds, you and Brew have both declared it over. You're not quite as over. You're saying there's an alien landing component. But Boston, (laughs) which you guys said is in the finals, has a bunch of guys who can score. You can't do a box in one. Why would you spend one second of valuable on-court practice, which is what Game 5 is, you guys have both told me, series over, 
doing something you're never going to use the, in the NBA Finals. So not only is there a challenge, I think the smart thing for the Warriors, because the series is won, Mavs are dead. What does it brew? 146 teams have been down 3-0. God knows there's nothing could happen. So shouldn't they just play man-to-man defense, Wilds? Shouldn't they play this game like they're playing the Celtics? So they're nice out try. ahead. So they can start working nice on things. Try. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Tell me why they wouldn't. No, I, I think it's a good. I think it's a good question. So just to Wilds, take viewers don't, don't to where me. we are right now. Don't yesterday, uh-huh. I talked about an alien invasion as a metaphor for what I thought the Mavericks' chances were of winning the series. That was by far nowhere near as ridiculous as the arguments that Nick Wright is making today on what the Warriors <laughs> should do Show me against one the hole Mavericks. In it. So not only Just point out one are, the, are the world champion dynasty of this millennium, Golden State Warriors, going to be baited into changing their defensive strategy because of a Jason Kidd one-off line at a press conference because Kevin Looney is going to sit down with his agent, come up with a strategy, and then pitch that to Steve (laughs) Kerr and Mike Brown? Like, you know what? That's a good point. Or Draymond is going to say, you know what? I need the challenge. All these rings on my finger aren't enough. All my media jobs aren't enough. I need to just, I need to shut uh, Jason Kidd up. It is ridiculous. I don't think the Warriors, I think they're nonplussed, Nick. Oh, oh, and the fact that they're going to practice. They're going to basically use use game five as a practice for the Celtics. Why would they do that? Brew, why wouldn't they do that? Shouldn't they start preparing? Because they're champions. I'm not addressing practice. Because they're champions. All right? See, they're not going to play into your hands, to Jason Kidd's hands, and take this game lightly. All right, they're going to respect the Mavericks because they're champions, and they don't do that. You don't win three titles. You don't win three titles by taking teams lightly. Hmm. They could play the four of us in Keta, and they wouldn't take us lightly because they're champions. Okay? They go out to win games, and that's what they're going to do. They're going to close them out tonight. And just to add this, Nick, they got plenty of time to prepare for Boston. You said it. June 2nd is the start date. They don't have to practice tonight. They'll have plenty of time to practice the, what's the so, hallmark of this dynasty led by Steph Curry? Egoless. They're egoless. Kevin Durant comes, hey, it's my team, but hey, you can lead the team in scoring. I'm cool with that. Okay. They don't get caught up in that little minutia that so, you're suggesting. You. So, no, it's not going to work. Man. So, if nice they try, were to, gonna... though, if they were to take so, them lightly, are you saying the Mavs could, would have a chance to win the series? Are you, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Is that a question? Like if they Wilds? were to take on the Is he challenge me and play them man to man. I listen. I just know. Here's what I you know. know the rules, with, with Nick. Brew, you know the you rules. When you and I were growing up, I'm gonna get it in the bylaws. You're, I can't you're, answer you're, you're, p- you're picking sides and playing at the park. Here's what nobody who thinks they have the better team says. Guys, let's zone up. Zone it up. No, no, no. You think you have the better team? I got him. <laughs> I'm checking him. You're checking him. Not a lot of better no, teams no. are like, yeah, Nick, up, how dare you? Kevin. You went to Syracuse, Ke- home of the 2-3 uh, zone. Different. What are you talking about? Uh, it's different. Stop. It. All right. It's different. Kevin Wilds, put a suit on that mangled broom. This could be a gentleman's sweep.
Oh, we're talking some Kyrie. Oh, it's time for Broussard's under duress list. His bud list. Who's under the most duress in the world of sports? Is it CeeDee Lamb, who says he's grown half an inch, put on 10 pounds, and ready to be the Cowboys' number one wide receiver? A lot of pressure on CD this season, but just missed the list. So, Broussard, who you got? Could have went with CD, no doubt about it, but I'm going to the association. And look, I didn't give Nick the olive branch, but I'm going to give him this. This is a little something. Steph Curry at number five. Okay, now look, I know Wiles knows, Ooh. Jenna knows, Ooh. all of America knows. Ooh. There's absolutely no chance that the Warriors lose this series. But Nick doesn't know, so I'll humor him. <laughs> Nick, there's Steph's on there. They, they got to play tough tonight. They got to close out the, your, yeah. your pesky Mavericks because you don't want to give them a chance to be the first team ever to come back from back a 3-0 deficit. And I will say this. Steph is the face of this franchise, this dynasty. We all know it. And he, although it wasn't only his fault, he is the guy that wears it the most that they dropped the 3-1 lead in the 2016 finals, right? The only team ever to do it. If they somehow, I'm just helping Nick out here, lost this series, that would be another black mark on Steph's career as far as now you're the only guy to ever drop a 3-0 lead in a playoff series. So I'll throw him on the bud list. All right, at number oh, four, we are going with Russell Westbrook. All right, we don't know what the future holds for Russ, but in any scenario, it's pressure. Because let's say the Lakers keep him. Well, you gotta do everything you can to make it work, right? He's at home, he's in LA, he was embarrassed all season last year. He's gotta, whether it's come off the bench, play differently, work on your jumper, whatever it is, you gotta make it work if you stay there. And if you get traded, you have to play well enough and win to some degree to make other teams think you they might want you the following year. Because it sounds crazy that maybe next year could be Russell Westbrook's last, but it happened to Carmelo Anthony. He had to sit out a whole year until he accepted being a role player. So Russ has to really be impressive next season wherever he is to keep his career going, real talk. All right, at number three, I'm going, Jenna, to the NFL. Tua, all right, now look, I do oh. think people have written him off prematurely. He started a season and a half. Nick thinks he's garbage, which is ridiculous. All right, but now they put everything around you. We know you got Tyreek Hill, who's building up your confidence, saying you throw the, one of the best balls he's ever caught. He has played with Patrick Mahomes, of course. And you got Jalen Waddle, who was there. You got a great receiving core now. Mike Gisecki's a good tight end. They added Chase Edmonds to the running game. Not to mention Sony Michelle, Roheem Moser. I mean, they have put a ton around Tua offensively. If he doesn't get it done this season, it's, it is fair to wonder, when is he going to get it done? Is he going to do that anytime soon? Does he have the, the right USFL. stuff? So he's number three. At number two, I got to go to Miami and Jimmy Butler. Now, to Jimmy's credit, he will not admit that he's injured and he's going to play through it. But he will be the first to say, Nick, no excuses. So that's what I'm saying. No excuses. Once you're out there and you're playing, especially that's heat culture. Once you step on the floor, no excuses. And Jimmy has totaled 27 points, as Nick pointed out earlier, in the last three games. That's fewer than he scored in each, each 
of the first two games. All right, it's so bad that Jimmy airballed to start the fourth quarter yesterday. He airballed two shots. Look at that. Airballed a three. I know he's not a good three-point shooter, but my goodness. And then moments later, a little short mid-range shot. That's his bread and butter. Airballs that as well. So, yeah, Jimmy, uh, like Nick, the silver lining, you don't have to redo club superstar. That's for darn sure. Because uh, right. Jimmy's standing in line, not getting in again. That's All right, right, at number one on the bud list, we are staying in the association. Kyrie Irving. All right, uh, yesterday's story came out from uh, the New York Daily News that the Nets are outright unwilling. That's a direct quote. Outright unwilling to pay Kyrie Irving a long-term contract. Smart. I I wouldn't do it either. All right, now Kyrie's got a decision to make because I don't think he has any leverage. Everybody in the league knows he wants to be in Brooklyn, and everybody knows if he's unreliable in Brooklyn, not just the anti-vax, not just the injuries, but just taking off because there's a tragedy, unfortunately, in the country, or he just needs time away. Remember, that was an issue, too, before the vaccination. What will he be like in some place he doesn't want to play? My goodness, how much time will he just take off when he's somewhere he doesn't want to be, not to mention not playing with a great friend like Kevin Durant? So Kyrie, I don't think, has much leverage, Nick. The teams with cap room, Detroit, San Antonio, Portland, Indiana, Orlando, I don't think they want him. I don't think he wants to go there. So I think he should opt in. Real talk, opt in, play on that last year. You could be good with Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons and Kyrie. They could make some noise. Go there, be a good soldier, play as much as you can next year. Don't make waves, just ball out. Oh, and sounds like then it. maybe they'll give you a long-term deal after that. So I think oh, yeah, Kyrie's got a big decision. He's got about a month. He's got about a month to decide, am I going to opt out or okay. not? So I, he's under pressure. We'll see what let's, he does. Let's stay there because I think it's a great list. The fact that, you know, the bud, the integrity of the bud list evidently has more integrity than Broussard's regular takes because he put Steph on there. He knows this series is far from over. He put two on there. He knows two stinks. So there's a great bud a, list. I, I don't even I, make any changes. I just want to talk about Kyrie Irving because Wilds, we know Kyrie does want to stay in Brooklyn. What we don't know is if he, what he wants more than that is a long-term contract. And everybody thinks I'm joking when I talk about Russell Westbrook and some draft picks for Kyrie Irving. But here is, and it started off as something of a joke, but now I think it is actually worth discussing in this regard. If you are Brooklyn and Kyrie says, I'm not opting in, I want a long-term deal, and they won't give him one, says, okay, Try to work out a sign-and-trade then so you can get something back because I want a long-term deal. Is there a team in the league other than the Lakers that you think might be willing to give Kyrie Irving a long-term deal that is in a city Kyrie Irving would say, yeah, I'll go play there? Is there one? Because I've heard Kyrie recently on one of his many media appearances seem to try to you know, further uh, mend the relationship with LeBron. Talk about how he regrets how that went down. I know the Nets, you know, would like to have draft picks. 
They could actually have some cap flexibility with Russ's expiring deal if they were to do something with Ben Simmons. Potentially have a ton of money if they were to move on Ben Simmons after the season. Russ's expiring deal. Then you have a max slot next to Durant. All those options. Is it? Is there another team in the league that if Kyrie says max deal or nothing, sign and trade me, that you could even see it happening with that isn't the Lakers? Portland. I think Chauncey and Kyrie you, could work. Portland. I think I'm. You know, I think I'm always big on Dane. Would be better off with some a new place. I think Dane. And Kevin Durant would be fascinating with a little oh, dose of Ben Simmons. So I not think Kyrie with great. Dane. And I Kyrie think Portland's for got Dane. some new, new Kyrie for wow. Dane. And I think, you know, Portland's got some new management. I think it would be interesting to start building around Kyrie. Portland's sort of an interesting city. I, I, if, interesting if I, I, is, is If I had to right. make I don't, I don't think that, <laughs> yeah, that Russ, I don't think Sean Marks is making a move for Russ. I just don't. I, I think the Lakers are going to be stuck for with Russ and cap try flexibility. to make it work. Well, can I ask? Can well, I ask care about fixing cap? How, how open is Kevin Durant's window? You got to win now. I don't. No, I don't think that no, the let me but Jets ownership yeah. has already moved on to like the future. That true, but do you think the Nets can let Kyrie walk for nothing? Can they deal with that, or do let, they let me, have to get something back? This. It, it's interesting, Nick, and I'll, I'll address both of you guys on this. Portland. It, whilst that deal would make a lot more sense, obviously, for Brooklyn than the Westbrook one, I mean, yeah, they'd love to get Dame. And I'm sure Durant, as much as he likes Kyrie, would probably be like, yo, yo we could do some work, me and Dame, right? But why would Portland do it? That makes absolutely no well, sense know. for Portland. <laughs> All right. Because they're not, no, no, they're going young. You don't, you don't build around Kyrie. You got Anthony Simons. All right. Now, the Lakers, it's, it's reverse, Nick. The Lakers, I agree with you. I can't think of another team that would give Kyrie a long-term deal, like a max. All right, I think teams are willing to give him maybe two years, three maybe. But long-term, the, it, for the Lakers, it would be worth it because we know they would be awesome, right? Awesome. All right, but for the Nets, I, I'm not going to totally dismiss it. I don't forget about the picks. I get it. The, the Lakers picks aren't going to be very good, but... You're right about the cap space. If it doesn't work out and Westbrook walks, then you possibly got cap space. But who has played better? And I don't know. I don't think Durant will want a reunion. I don't know that Westbrook will want a reunion. But who has played better with Russell Westbrook than Kevin Durant? No one. Durant will play better with Westbrook than LeBron because Durant is better off the ball than LeBron. You could put the ball in Russ's hands and just let KD do what they did in Oklahoma City. And they were a great team. Even though they never won a championship, that was a great team. I get it. Both of them are older. But if you're the Nets and you had a point guard who's like, don't want to play half the time, you go with a guy like Russ who's got a motor. I'm not saying they should do it. I'm just saying it's not as foolish as it might sound, Nick certainly makes for great conversation. Yeah. Nick, let's hand out some medals. Did Jason Tatum get one? He had a big night last night. Well, 22 points, 12 boards, 9 dimes, and a sore shoulder. No medal, though. Who did make the podium from last night, Nick? You guys know this bronze medal spot. We've given it to Flow Rider. We've given it to coaches, GMs. We gave it to event staff. Today, we give it to Mr. Celtics and Six, Chris Broussard. 
come get your oh, oh, picture. You never wavered. You were adamant. You, you said all along Celtics in six. I doubted you. I mocked you. I got wow. angry with you. I'm not saying you're right. However, at the moment it is no, trending you are. in that you direction. You clearly are. You get a bronze you medal. You clearly are. Silver medal. No, Thanks. no, 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 no. Thank I'm you. just giving you a bronze medal. Al Horford. You go to no, no bounds Six. not to get that olive branch, huh? No, okay, 16, 7, and 5 for Al Horford. With 16 points in this game, the, on the conversion rate, it's actually a 30-point game in a regular NBA game. And then the, the gold medal, Jalen Brown. Still not sure Jalen Brown knows how to dribble. But the rest of basketball he's quite good at. 25, <laughs> 4, and 4. 19 second-half points for Jalen Brown for a gold medal. There's your podium from last night. Look at Brew. I love that picture of Brew. Last night in the association. <laughs> He's saying something I with face there. That that he, you never know. Heat uh, heat down 3-2. We talked about it. Facing elimination tomorrow night in Boston. Nick, you still thinking Miami in seven? Don't answer. To be discussed next, first things first. Sunday on Fox, the best drivers in the world battle at Charlotte Motor Speedway. It's the Coca-Cola 600. Coverage begins 5 Eastern on Fox and the Fox Sports app. All right, time for stories to start your morning. Brought to you by Ram Trucks. Built to serve. Here we go. Celtics heat game 5 in what's been a roller coaster of an Eastern Conference Finals. This one, a little steadier. Close game in the first half. Rough one from Boston. Turn, turn, turn 10 turnovers. Then they came out in the second half like a different team. Jalen Brown found his shot, scored 25 on the night. And that Celtics defense did the rest. They held Jimmy Butler, who has been struggling the last few games, to just 13 points. So the Celtics win. They now take a 3-2 series lead. But, Nick, you picked the Heat in seven. How confident are you in that prediction? <laughs> Jenna, you know what I'd love to do this morning? I'd love to pop no my chest out and say the reason I picked the Heat in seven is because I thought this series was going to be nip and tuck, back and forth. Celtics going to win three games. It's already happened. Oh, the Celtics would never blow a 3-2 lead in the conference finals. Oh, except they do that all the time. Now, typically, it's because LeBron James is ripping the hearts out of so many Sullys and Jimbos in the New England area. However, we've seen them do it in 2012. They blew a 3-2 lead. In 2018, they blew a 3-2 lead in the conference finals. I'd love to sit here and tell you, Heat culture and Pat Riley and Alonzo Mourning are going to go to Boston and fight and then be back in South Beach on, what would that be, Sunday for an epic game set. Yeah. Unfortunately, Brew, I've watched these last couple games and I'm not feeling great. Uh, Jimmy Butler is, uh, is Jim Butler for the time being. Uh, Jimmy was the guy we saw at the beginning of the playoffs. Jim is who we've seen the last three games. Playoff, playoff Jimmy, uh, has gone to bed and the man who has taken his place has been, um, Syria B Jimmy. Nine points, 25%. Two free throw attempts per game. Not great. Amazingly, though, if you take the other Heat wings, Jimmy's been the far best. Because let's look at the starting backcourt the last two games. Sweet Jesus! That's a 3.6 field goal percentage. 3.6? Not great. One for 28. From Bruce guy, Max Struess. And Kyle Lowry. <laughs> My God. So, bro, 
I'm not feeling great. And I know the show is built on oh. take integrity. And it's also somewhat built in me being just inextricably tied to my positions, having they have to be ripped out of my cold, dead hands with a little bit of obnoxiousness mixed in. So I'm going to break the format a bit. And I'm going to humbly request an olive branch. I, You know, it's been a rough <laughs> last 10 days for me. Wow. I could use it. Wow. I don't think it's my fault. I haven't even mentioned the Tyler Hero went in the tank since Jack Harlow released his album and then stopped playing. And so I, for all those reasons, I think I deserve one. Olive Branch. Wow. I off, the first wow. ever Olive Branch that was offered on the show was offered sincerely by me to you. You turned it down and you turned sincerely, them all into a yeah. farce. May I have one? Please. <laughs> All right, first of all, let me get my bearings straight. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. The man who I think may have, I don't know, maybe, you're certainly a proponent of the phrase take integrity if you didn't coin that phrase. I'm stunned. So, look, Nick, I am staring directly at the be kind sign that I put up in my studio uh, (laughs) ever since Wild said he had one in his. So I'm looking at it. And I'm thinking about that olive branch you did offer me weeks ago. I'm thinking about the fact that it has been a rough week for you. I mean, your your Luca pick is just up in flames. Obviously, this Heat pick is just, I mean, this is a mess. I don't know how in the world you could ever pick the Heat in this series. So, all that being said, Nick, um, no, no. You know, absolutely not, not a chance. No olive branch, buddy, especially, especially since I sat here, I don't know, a week and a half, two weeks ago, and my Celtics were in the same exact position. And you were gloating. Yeah. Oh, they down three they two. Yeah, you got up. Brooklyn wrong. Now you, you thought Boston was good because they beat a wacky next team. That is team. the problem. And Wilds I was, was really Wilds was you. running for cover. Wilds, who's from yeah. New England, wanted nothing to do with yeah. the Celtics. He didn't think they'd ever beat wow. Giannis again in life. And I stood my ground. Only Jenna was with me. I stood my ground. I was like Celtics in seven. So, no, Nick, I will not give you an olive branch. I will give you this. The greatest among us sometimes are wrong. I was wrong on Brooklyn, even though you own it by your own admission, that was the closest sweep in NBA history. Oh, stop. And it was. That's, that I came out of your mouth. That. Not my that mouth. Came funny. out of your mouth. Oh, I don't. Fine. I was wrong. I was <laughs> Dusty, get on it. I was wrong <laughs> about Phoenix. All right, I was. I thought yep. they'd beat everybody, Epically. right? The, the Entertainers League at Rucker and, and the Euro League yeah. and NBA, all that stuff. But boy, I've rebounded. I have rebounded. I have been on a run of right. epic proportions <laughs> in this round. Boston, I'm sticking with the Celtics, baby. And Golden State, you know. Yeah. Here's the thing, Nick. You know I wanted to go with Golden State all along. Once the playoffs started, I was like, man. I you did. I, I'm looking like those warriors. You know that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 
But no, I cannot give you God, an olive branch, Nick. And Wiles, Wiles, look, I know you're looking at the same be kind sign I was looking at. Don't you do it either. No, I'm not going to. Don't you do it. Wiles, this no, man has you mocked you for, for months. Don't do it. <laughs> first, of all, first of all, the mocking only makes Gloat. me strong. Gloat. I just, I just, I just, every time I get mocked, I just get more muscly. Here's the thing. I'm not, there's no olive branches. You're always allowed to play the injury card. And I said it yesterday. I'm like, you know what? Celtics are going to go in there and beat a depleted Heat team. Now, whether the schedule of this series needs to change so you get a little bit more rest, but you got barely have Jimmy Butler. He's got no lift on that air ball shot that you showed. Kyle Lowry's made five shots this entire series. Tyler Hero can't play. P.J. Tucker was in that weird air cast. And it's just been tough. So, look, I said earlier that the Celtics were beating themselves and Heat got mad at me, but it's all now will go the other way. Man, the Celtics are beating a team that's not whole. So they're, pl- they're playing fine, but this is not the real Miami Heat. And they're going to go to the finals for the 22nd time in their long and storied franchise history. It'll be great, but it's going to be beating up on a team that wasn't whole. Which brings me to this. Does Miami like need to retool branch. their roster? And this is not me just randomly bringing it up. I'm bringing up a tweet from Joel Embiid. Now, maybe this is just Joel looking at a roster with Kyle Lowry, Victor Oladipo, bam, Jimmy Butler in the sixth man of the year and say, you know what? Not enough. Or maybe it's something else. Nick, what was your take on Joel's tweet? Mm. Listen, I think Joel loves attention and Joel loves trolling. I think this was mostly trolling, mostly attention-seeking, with a hint of truth. The hint of truth is this, Brew. I think Joel Embiid has shown he's, you know, to use a bad phrase, loyal to the soil in Philadelphia. He's, he is the process. He's embraced the city. I agree. With that said, I also think this is true. If, there, if, Joel, if this were to be the case, if Daryl were to go to Joel and say, you're being traded, what's your number one pick? Miami would be it. Does that make sense? I think I think Joel wants to stay yep. in Philly, but if he were to leave Philly, Brew, I think Miami would be the only place he would want to go. He loves Jimmy. It's a great organization. I think that part's real, Brew. No, I, I think that's a great point. And, and I look, like you said, I think there is a hint of truth to it. Um, he saw what James Harden did in the playoffs. He knows how old James Harden is. You think he thinks they're going to win it that way? So, yeah, I, I do think this is more than a joke by uh, Joel, but I think Daryl Moore would be crazy to do it, Nick. I don't think they – no way I'm trading Joel Embiid. No way, especially not to Miami. Much more coming up next. Stun on this.